This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station, and we have a very special guest today. It's not like he's new to the program, but I say very special because he's taking the extra yard or two or three to make it onto the show today. Our county executive, Jason Garner, who is talking to us well under the influence of the COVID-19 Jeez, Jason. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a crazy uh, 2022 so far, for sure. But um, it's, it's definitely good to talk to you today. Well, you know, I was thinking when we were before you tested positive for COVID and we were working on arranging to get the, this show going because we always like to have you on toward the beginning part of the year. I was reflecting who to thunk. And when all the shows that we did together in 2020, you talking about how everything progressing fast and blah, 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 blah. And even last year talking about how things still were changing, blah, 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 that we never thought that we would be at this point and still talking about this. Never thought about it. Never want to talk about it. Hopefully I don't have to talk <laughs> about it too much longer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a – I have to – when we talk about it in our office meetings, we – we, we often keep referring back to, well, it started last year, and, and we're like, no, this, this didn't start last year. This actually right. started the year before last year, and we're, we're coming up on um, getting into year three of this. Yeah, just and, a few I know for myself, I am uh, you know can speak for the community and say we're, we're really, really tired of this. Yeah. But uh, you know, looking at the numbers over the past couple of days, it looks like the numbers are leveling out, the number of active cases. Are dropping. We still have a you know a very large amount of cases that are coming in. New ones, right? But um, it looks like we're right on at the high point of this wave, and we're, we're not going up anymore, and we're starting to come down a little bit. That's just a you know who, who knows what will happen next week. But you know, I think there's there's some uh, light at the end of the tunnel here. Well, and and trying not to be one of the media doom and gloom and screaming and chicken littling and running around the sky is falling. I, I do also try to point out when progress is showing up in these numbers, be it they're not like a huge drop in the number of actives and the number of hospitalizations. It has been a slight drop over the past few days, but... On the other hand, we also have to stay realistic. As as you said, we're we are so over this. We have just so had it. Absolutely. And as the CDC director said the other day, is this even if you start to see improvements in the number, this is no time to get complacent and say, okay, we're past this because we kind of. I think we kind of fell into that that ditch a little bit when things were improving, you know, the last summer or so, and people yep. thought we were pretty much through it and were ready to hang up the masks. And now we're talking about, you know, maybe it's better than instead of the cute little mask that says, you know, the the flying dragons or something on it that you go for the N95s. Um, it's so hard to go and say that to think that way because you really want it to be over with. How important is it for people to really, if you want to use the cliche, I hate double down on this and really take steps and maybe not go out to eat and all that kind of stuff to avoid the lockdowns and stuff that were the first part of this pandemic. Well, I think that, you know, in talking to the governor and what we're doing here locally, we, we, we don't ever want to go back to lockdowns. We, we saw the impact that, that had on our economy. And, you know, looking at schools, we saw the impact that that 
had on our kids. I mean, I, I've got three kids, and in 2020, when they didn't go to school from March onward, you know, that was really tough on them, and it was really tough on all of our kids. So, you know, we've learned a lot over the past couple of years. Um, you know, we have more cases than we've ever had before. We haven't done any lockdowns. We haven't done any school closures or anything like that. We're we're implementing new programs uh, in our schools. Uh, Test to Stay just started um, in Broome County, where um, you know instead of uh, quarantining a student for two weeks and basically kicking them out of school for two weeks if they're a close contact at school, we're going to let them stay in school as long as they test negatively. So I think we've learned a lot over the past couple of years, and we're, I think what we're doing is we're slowly but surely starting to live with the fact that this is going to be here for the time being, kind of like the the flu has been for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still committed as a county to do, we still do certain types of contact tracing uh, in our schools and in nursing homes, and we're still doing a lot of other types of resources as well. We're, we're doing uh, testing. We have four test sites now in Broome County. That's a lot for an upstate community. We feel it's important to do that. We've done two large home test distributions already. We'll probably do some, some more, uh, you know, going forward as well. And, you know, we just want to be able to provide the resources for our community to basically live with us for the, for the time being. Because I, I, if one thing you were, you were talking about that, that kind of like that, uh, low period last summer in May and June where we have like one or two cases a day. And I think that in a way kind of fooled us to think that, well, you know, the, the, this is over with and Delta came and then Omicron came and it kind of taught us like, you know what, this is, this is probably here to stay for the time being. And let's just make sure we have the resources in our community to keep things open and, and to work to get things as back to normal as we can. Well, I really hesitate to, to, uh, to say things about, you know, equating this almost with the flu, even though it, it is valid, because sure. once again, you get people that think, well, we're living with the flu and we've lived with the flu for decades and it's just a flu and it's, but it's not. I mean, this is, you know, who, you never thought that you'd come down this point in the game and, and you're not feeling really hot today, I can tell. No. Um, this, this is serious stuff. And, you know, as crappy as you feel when you have the flu, this thing, if you weren't boosted, and, you know, vaccinated and boosted. The first thing my sister said when she ended up getting it, once again, she had her full doses and was boosted. The first thing she said after she sent me the text that said she had tested positive was, thank goodness I got the booster. I have the shots and I got the booster. Just thinking about what could be with this. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 45 years old and in decent shape, but, um, you know, I, I've got the vaccine, I'm boosted, and, you know, I still had some, you know, when I got get, got this, I'm, I'm feeling better, but I've, you know, had some congestion in my chest, cough, um, and, and I can only imagine what it would be like for someone who's not vaccinated and someone who's twice my age and has some underlying health issues, and that's why I think it's it's different, it is different than the flu, because if you don't have that vaccine and that booster, and you do have some underlying health conditions, it can a very serious problem and you know Broome County's already seen you know we're we're starting to get to close uh, close to uh, the 500 death mark from COVID in, in yeah. just two years and you know those are those are serious numbers those are people that you know came from Broome County they live in Broome County they have families um, and it, it's a really really sad thing and a sobering reminder of uh, that this is that this is serious but we do have um we, we have a vaccine that can be really helpful in um, preventing the worst effects, and 
we've got a lot of testing capacity and we're learning new things and um you know it, it's just a matter of getting everybody to do those those types of things i think that's wear important the masks cover your nose yep. don't have your nose hanging out like never mind i get, digress yeah i mean these are all things <laughs> right that our our parents told us when we were little that uh you know some of us still do but uh you know you we don't like if you're you know like i said when you when you cough or sneeze you know tuck it in your tuck it in your arm and um if you are sick don't go to don't go to work um which I, sometimes I is easier COVID said than done do yeah, that. You know. yeah i mean i used to go like i used to go to work when i was sick i'm like i gotta sure. go to work i just gotta do it and yeah you must think it's one it. of those yeah it's like one of those things now where um you know we're learning that uh you know that's not such a good idea so it's it's just like it's like you said it's also uh Taking some of those common sense things that we were taught little and really actually implementing them in real life, those are, those are really helpful as well in preventing the, the spread of this. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm cautiously optimistic that things are moving in the right direction, but we certainly got a long way to go before we, we get back to normal. Well, being a, a bit of a skeptic, let's talk about these home uh, COVID tests mm-hmm. that uh, everybody was just clamoring for last week. Um, yep. I, I have my doubts about how many people, once they get the things that and they come back positive, that they just don't go, well, that stinks, and then just go on their merry way and, and don't report it, don't call the health department to, to report or go through the website or and the different mechanisms to report it. So how skewed are you afraid our numbers are going to be, how inaccurate when we're trying to keep track still of active cases and new positives and such with all these home tests? Well, there's certainly people who are asymptomatic who don't have any effects of this, and so they, they never test. Um, typically what compels people to test is that they don't feel great, so right. they 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 go to a, one of the testing sites or they use one of the home testing kits. So there, our numbers are definitely higher just because people are getting this and they don't have any symptoms, so they never test and you never you know, you know, never get that in the numbers. I, well, there's some people, I'm sure, who are not reporting home tests for a variety of reasons. I think people who get the home test want the home test because they want to see if they're positive or not. And the, the, the reason behind that is they, they want to know, well, if I'm positive, I want if I, you know, if I have a family, I want to stay away from my family. I don't, if I'm going to work, I don't want to go to work and infect people. So I think the vast majority of people who are getting these home tests, I'm um, taking them if they feel symptoms, they're doing it for the right reason. And uh, because they want to know what their status is, if they do have some of these um, some some of these uh, symptoms so that they can protect their family and, you know, their workplace and the rest of the community. Well, we're recording this a few days uh, ahead, obviously, of one of airs. It's airing on on Saturday. You're giving your COVID update on Friday. Um, obviously, you're not going to have the new numbers and such, but can you tell our listeners on Saturday and Sunday kind of the crux of, of the overview from the, the Friday update? Yeah, or haven't I mean, you put it, it together it's, yet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we're working on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think the, the Friday update is, you know, we're going to talk about how we're not contact tracing anymore. Right. The state has basically uh, been overwhelmed. So the state and local county health departments have been contact tracing for the last two years. And, you know, about a year and a half ago, in the, f- the first few months, you know, when the, the, this first started, we tracked 
train people to be contact tracers. At one point, we had 50, 60, 70 people working for Broome County that didn't even work in the health department, some of them, um, that were trained to be contact tracers to deal with the volume. But that was the volume that we had a year ago. When we started to get, I can't explain how many cases, how many phone calls you have to make when you get five, 600, 700 new positives. You're not just calling them, you're calling anybody who they came into close contact with. And that, that's quite, that, that just, that has overwhelmed us. This, this last Omicron wave has overwhelmed contact tracing to the point where when we were last doing it, we were five or six days behind. Now people are getting out, you know, CDC guidance is you get out of isolation if you're positive in five days. So right. it doesn't make much sense if you get a phone call on day six or day seven from right. a contact tracer. So what we've done is, uh, you know, we again, we've used technology. People can report their uh their status online. They can report their close contacts online. And what we're doing is we're making the best of our resources. We are still doing some contact tracing. We're doing it in schools. We're doing it in um, nursing homes um, with our most vulnerable population. But for the rest of the people, we're just saying, you know, if you test positive, here's a way to report it to the health department. We'll give you your isolation order. We'll we'll give you your order, uh, your, your release to get out. But I think everybody knows at this point, if you test positive for COVID, uh, you stay in isolation for five days and you stay away from people. And right. I guess that's, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, we've been starting to learn about, you know, what you have to do. And, you know, you don't necessarily need the government to tell you what to do anymore. Now right, that we're right. about ready to enter in your three to pandemic, we, we know where to get a test. We know how to test. We know how to, you know, what happens if we test positive. And, um, you know, we're, we're slowly, slowly starting to get into this becoming kind of everyday life and, and trying to trying to live with it. It's time for we'll, people we'll to be talking about that. We'll be talking about, um, you know, what we're doing to help our schools. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about the uh, some uh, additional uh, test distributions. Uh, we're going to focus mainly on uh, we're going to be giving I, I met with municipalities earlier this week. And for any municipality that's interested, we have about five or 6,000 tests that uh, if a municipality is interested, we'll uh, give a portion of them to each of the municipalities to give out to the community. It's another way we're trying to, to get these home tests out. We are trying to order more, but I will tell you it's been very frustrating to order them in the last week or so. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were able to order 25,000, and now we're having a real hard time finding any to order. So uh, our Office of Emergency Services is, is you know, scouring just about everywhere they can to purchase more of these these uh, these home tests. But we also believe that we're going to be getting some more from the state that made uh I think a purchase of like millions of these tests. So, um, you know, we want to get more of these out. So that, that'll be kind of like the, the, the things that we hit on in the update on, on Friday, the, how contact tracing has changed a lot and, right. and how we're, how we're testing and, and how we're going to, well, we'll look forward more of these home tests. to the, the updated information on where people can get those tests. We are out of time, but real quick, uh, what about those, uh, KN90 whatever masks? Or is there going to be any more distribution of those that are supposed to be better in trapping those smaller particulates and protecting people longer if they're out and about and, you know, from breathing out any contaminants or breathing in any contaminants. Anything on Yeah, so we, we received, uh, I think they're KN90s. We received, uh, they're much better than the cloth masks. Uh, and it, we're encouraging anybody to, uh, when you're wearing masks, really try to wear those those newer ones, the, the 90s or the 95s. A couple of weeks ago, we got a, a distribution of 87,000 from the state, and we have distributed all of them. So if we get additional distributions, we'll you know, alert the public and we'll 
we'll find uh, ways to get them out into the community. Okay. But uh, we're really stressing the use of these uh, these better masks because uh, it, it just doesn't seem that Omicron works really, uh, or the, the cloth masks work really well against the Omicron. Okay. These, these new uh, KN90s or KN95s work a lot better. We are out of time. I didn't get to talk about a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, including macaroni and cheese. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about macaroni and cheese anytime you want to. But, but let's, let's put that on the calendar. That's, sure, that's we one will. Well, feel better. And thank you so much for being my guest on Southern Tier Close Up. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Welcome to the new 